1: IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time, powered by how long to beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Sam Claiborne. Hey, cheers, everybody. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, the the mess that has been the uh, GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition launch. Got a five from IGN. I don't know how this happened. Uh, But on the happier news, um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer has surprise launch this week. So that was a very cool thing. Yay. But first, I'm back on Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Ooh, Mm -hmm. did you figure it out?
0: Yes, it was not a bug. It was some helpful <laughs> member of Scoop Nation. It was a user error. It was a user error. Helpful member <laughs> of Scoop Nation point out the the platform I was trying to get Groot to lift is not where I needed to be at that point, moment. <laughs> Somewhere else, there was one of those really narrow pass- passageways that I'm supposed to shuffle through that I just missed.
3: Like, yeah, sometimes those hard.
0: are
4: really really tough. Yeah. Was this in the waterfall area? Uh, it's
0: it's, it's when Mantis is on Drax's back and you're you're trying to help okay. out Drax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: There's also the first moment that um, you can signal to Groot to pull his move off. So it's the first mm-hmm. moment they're introducing it to you. And I stumbled with it and I, I saw somebody um, from Scoop Nation mentioned like, oh, you have to scan it with your visor and then Groot can actually activate his mm-hmm. assistance. Wow. So yeah, it's like that first yeah. time. Yeah, it's a little confusing because mm-hmm. you don't have to do that with anybody else's abilities either. like yeah. the puzzle <laughs> abilities.
0: So, you know, I, I completed that section, if you, if you remember it. Uh, and I, yeah. I still like the game a lot and I'm enjoying it. But am I alone in thinking that it just kind of drags on forever? I still haven't finished it. And I'm like, man, I'm like Is the story
2: not getting to you?
0: What do I mean? I, I like everything well enough. It's just like, I feel like I've yeah. been playing the game for a long time and there's other games I want to play. So I'm like, okay, Guardians, can we wrap all this up now?
2: <laughs> well, that that might also be the end-of-year pressure of uh, a thousand other games, everybody talking and nominating them, yeah, and you're like, ooh, true. I really need to play Inscription, yeah. which is good, and you should play it. Like, you specifically, Damon, should play it.
0: Yeah, I was just looking that up, but I think it's only on PC. I know, so yeah. I, guess. Ah.
2: I know. It yeah, would be right. so good on Switch and even mobile, yeah. honestly, at least, like, the but first it's a, half of that game.
0: It's a card game, right? Well... Okay.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a card
0: oh, game. I'm just wondering if my iMac can like run it. Like, if it's a card, like if uh, my iMac could do play the Spire no problem. You know, yeah. So the game it, has secrets.
2: Okay. Yes, exactly. That's why it is. Got it. A card game.
0: I just I, it was under a, like our like strategy uh, yeah. uh, category, so I, I didn't know if it was if it was like Civilization. I probably couldn't run it. You know. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Guardians is very good. Even though I hope to finish it soon, and I think. It just it, the writing it gets better and funnier later in the game after they've stopped arguing and they're all working mm-hmm, together yeah. as a team yep and there are several moments that i've laughed out loud just playing by myself and that doesn't happen very often when i'm playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. yeah that's the best thing about guardians <clears throat> so
0: that's great uh in the less great side of things there's this gta trilogy definitive edition uh which i mentioned got a, ended up getting a five from ign i just can't understand what could possibly have happened. These are three of the uh, most influential, important, uh, successful, popular, and beloved games of all time. How, I I don't know, how could Rockstar mess this up so badly?
2: I know, remains to be seen, like we haven't heard word from them quite yet. I have to imagine we are going to be hearing from them any second now. Um, Surely there will be patches and at least some sort of an explanation at yeah. some point but yeah like people have been gathering all sorts of evidence and i'm sure like i haven't had a chance to play yet uh so I, i'm really curious like what playing an actual like secession of the different games like how visible a lot of these issues are or how common they are because um, when you when you see it all across reddit or twitter it certainly yeah. seems like it's <laughs> just a disaster zone
1: do you see the, do you see the bug about the wiggling car? Yes. I was yeah, laughing. Laughing. So hard. <laughs> yeah. That's my this favorite car gets one.
4: Bigger when you wiggle. <laughs> yeah. It's so
0: crazy. If anyone hasn't seen that, I think it's in GTA three and in San Andreas. There's a bug. I don't know if it's with just certain cars or every car, but I've seen <laughs> sure. the video footage of it. They're just, they're driving down the road, wiggling their car back and forth and very slowly it's getting bigger
1: and bigger and bigger. <laughs> until it's, like bigger than the road. It's so funny. Like, what is it? Like, I, I'm not a programmer, I know, but I, un- I, I understand how certain bugs happen. Like, oh, it's like collision detection or like weird physics. But like, what? like yeah. what's going on under the hood <laughs> to make the car get bigger?
0: I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like a, a similar to the Cyberpunk situation last year. And just that this was a very mm-hmm. um, high profile anticipated release from a very prestigious developer that is known for quality that it's they... Crazy kind of didn't give people a lot of looks at before release. And I don't think we got review code ahead of, review code ahead of release. And yeah, they turned out to be in really rough shape.
1: Like, yeah. why, Like that's, that's the exact thing. It's like, why did it, why did it have to come out right now? You know? mm-hmm. Like, Rockstar There's- took GTA, sorry, GTA 5 came out 45 years ago, and they still <laughs> haven't made GTA 6. They take as long as they want. And yet, for some reason, this is like, no, you can't see it ahead of time and 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 it's clearly seeming deliberate at this yeah. point. It's like just just wait, just wait
2: till it's ready, yeah, and there's still like uh it's coming to mobile platforms sometime next year, too, so there's still a couple other platform additions to come on this one, but I wonder if those are going to get delayed for fixes on the the console versions for now, yeah,
0: I hope yeah, so. I don't know, yeah it's crazy i was really excited to play um vice city again i haven't played yeah. i haven't played any of these games since release but like it was like as i was about to hit the purchase button all this started blowing up last friday i think and i was like whoa hold on wait a minute now
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a lot a fe- of specu- sorry, Sam, I was just going to say, like, there's like a lot of speculation too that, because it's not, um, you know, Rockstar North, in particular, mm-hmm. it's it's actually the same devs that worked on their mobile ports. So there's speculation about like, oh, clearly, they just use the mobile ports, which I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. Um, I, I think like, clearly, something went awry, like, clearly, they did not want to ship it in this way. Like, so something must have happened in the development process. Um, mm-hmm. We know that they developed it over the course of two years. And uh, through Some interviews that are out there. There's only like two um, interviews about the process of them developing on uh, the Definitive Edition. They mentioned, like, oh, you know, we kind of didn't anticipate like the level of work that would need to go into like XYZ elements of this reboot. And I don't know, maybe they needed more than the two years or something went dramatically awry in the process. Yeah. But we can only speculate. So,
0: a big question I have is, you know, obviously GTA 5. The most successful entertainment thing ever released, the Red Dead Redemption Two, also very successful, beloved by a lot of people. Even though it, you know, people have some people have like mixed feelings about that game. But my question is like GTA Six is somewhere on the horizon. Has this release been damaging to Rockstar's reputation?
2: No, no. I, I think okay. only in the sense of because a lot of the commentary I've seen is like, oh, this was clearly just a cash grab. So I think yeah. it's been you know, maybe a sentiment hit in that sense, but I don't think an expectation hit, if that makes sense. So like, you know, if and when mm. Red Dead 3 and GTA 6 are a thing, I think people are going to, and they see like, you know, the the specific studios behind those games are or their original studios. I think people are still going to have um, faith that they'll be able to pull those off with the level of quality we expect from rockstar mm. uh, i the criticism that I've seen as far as the definitive edition goes was mostly like clearly this was like a, a cash grab like a company right. level decision so that that seems to be where their reputation um, has has a bit of a, a feedback from the community
4: mm. That's definitely different than cd project right because A lot of ill will was generated by CD Projekt, Uh, but I'd like to also compare it to Nintendo, which completely gets out of everything that they do that pisses people off. And (laughs) they just just piss people off with their emulation of uh, Nintendo 64 games and their subscription prices like nobody's boycotting Nintendo right now. Yeah. Um, And I also wanted to point out the very funny similarity between the uh, Nintendo 64 resurrections and this uh, this situation Um, when. We improve old games now. There's this tendency to smooth corners, to take away fog, and those two things are really funny. in, the, in both instances, the fog one, for example, they take out the fog, which you know used to obscure, I suppose, you know, un, uh, malformed textures in the distance on Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. But it also is used as fog, so it looked cool. And you'd be like, you know, in, in the famous video that went around was of Link fighting himself in the Water Temple. Um, in Ocarina of Time, and it's like there's no fog there. It just looks kind of ridiculous. Mm. Well, in Grand Theft Auto, they took away the fog and added draw distance. Yeah. And like those are like things that only contemporary tech can do, right? Really cool to see it. <laughs> you fly away from the island or, or, or wherever you are, the map. And it looks like this little toy <laughs> yeah. diorama with zero, uh, you know, weather effects or anything. You can yeah. see like the, everything miniaturized perfectly. And it's just, uh, you never got to see Grand Theft Auto that way. And I think it's, I think it's adorable and I don't think it's a problem, but also, I mean, I guess it's a problem in the sense that like, Hey, like, you know, atmosphere doesn't look that way when you back out. And so we need to fix that stuff. But it is funny to see these old games get corrections that should not be corrections. Yeah,
0: that was really funny.
4: I don't know. I just think it's a, the whole situation is a real
0: shame, uh, especially since the previous re-releases of these games that were on sale were already good, uh, but now they've been removed from sale. So now this trilogy is currently the only way to buy and play Uh, these games on, on modern
4: systems today. So, and you still can't play Like they took it off steam and you can't play this on steam. You have to use that rockstar launcher, which had issues. Yeah. Um, which is I think is like kind of silly too. You know, like those there there's a big install basis there and eh, we'll see what happens with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of the other side of the criticism as well. Like, you know, what does this say for game preservation? Um, particularly if these are the alternatives that are available. So I think that's another, you know, if we're talking about Rockstar Sentiment, I think that's another thing that people really uh were drawn to as far as a big piece of criticism. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean it's just rubbing salt in the wound that like <clears throat> y- they released. <laughs> It's like broken buggy thing. And then they took the old one like you can't buy it anymore. I know. I know. And that's so. And I know they didn't like mean it to be so rude, but like that becomes what the narrative is, right? It's yeah. just such a rude thumb in the eye of like your fans of like, you can't buy the thing that works. You can only buy the broken thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, We have an email about uh, the GTA trilogy from Will Ard, who says, with the classic 3D GTAs stumbling to modern systems, I've been thinking about the term definitive edition used for many re-releases and remasters. It's had me wondering, what comes after the definitive edition? I imagine my (laughs) PS5 won't be the final system I play games on. Graphics and CPUs will continue to change and improve for the years. So why are these versions labeled as Definitive. Optionally, what makes a version of a game definitive to you? I wish video games adopted the reissue convention of books, first edition, second edition, et cetera, instead of definitive edition. Uh, I thought that was an interesting point.
4: Yeah. But in your mind, the world is going to end uh, potentially <laughs> in the next six to 12 months. So that's why it's the definitive edition. That's the answer, right? That's what makes it yeah. definitive What's to Justin's
1: me. What's Justin's answer? <laughs> what What comes after it is anniversary edition, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're talking about mm-hmm. Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Well, they had yeah. a definitive edition and then had a more definitive edition. <laughs> the special edition. Yeah, and then or... after
4: that you get director's cut, and then after that you get Snyder Cut.
1: Yeah, they'll do they'll do GTA the Snyder Cut.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. I do I do kind of like the idea of uh, uh the book the book convention, the first edition. I don't know what this would make these GTAs
4: the third, third or fourth edition of these games.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
4: the The Lord of the Rings uh illustrated edition just came out and it's very pretty. Single single bound volume with like, you know, 20 uh, uh, drawings from Tolkien in it. And uh, so, you, you know, the books do do this all the time. Yeah,
1: there's um off the top of my head. Resident Evil is a game that's been remade twice now. The on GameCube. Game well, kind of. For, so there was Resident Evil. I mean, you know, there's million. A, there's a director's cut back in that's the day. True, yeah. That was that was BS. But like, oh, but that okay. game's <laughs> been fully remade twice. What was the it, second time? On GameCube. The what Resident, was the first. The, so there's Resident Evil mm-hmm. like just on yeah. the PlayStation and the GameCube Resident Evil remake and then they remade it again, you know, whenever last year, 2 years ago. No, they haven't done one yet. Yeah, no, not the first. But they've time. done two. They skipped one and did two. Yeah, two, and, should 2 and 2 and 3. One. That'd be awesome. 2 yeah, and 3. three, and three. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those games I know, like so what, so maybe maybe Pokemon its a game that's been <laughs> remade the original Pokemon I mean, you, you already nailed it, Skyrim is the one, yeah, yeah, but like so there was Pokemon, then there was fire red and Leaf green, and then there was um then they remake gen one again yes, as let's go let's yeah, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. v mm-hmm so there's there's probably like I bet we could make a short list of games that have already gone through like a a multiple reboot cycle mm-hmm we just did.
4: Um, Plus like these could have legit remakes one day, right? And then they're like really fancy remakes like those.
1: Like Final Fantasy VII? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I think Darksiders 2 had a definitive edition. Oh All boy. Right. And then I think it was Red Faction. One of the Red Faction had a re-Mars-turd <laughs> mm-hmm. edition.
1: Because <Yep. clears throat> anyway, it takes anyway. place
0: on Mars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What if it took place on a different planet? What would they have done then? <laughs> <It's>
0: just- <laughs> I don't know. You got to got to brainstorm some puns. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the US. That's where Nord VPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Okay, this week, Xbox celebrated its 20th anniversary. And uh, as part of that celebration, they surprise launched the multiplayer portion of Halo Infinite, although it wasn't too much of a surprise because uh, a, lot, a lot of that uh, speculation leaked out last week. It would have been really cool if it actually were a surprise, <laughs> but still really cool to have happen. I know like other people on this show, like Sam and Justin, are a little bit more bigger Halo heads than I am has anyone has anyone tried it out?
1: <laughs> yeah, I downloaded it um last night and played all night long and i and wow. the only reason I waited that long is because i was um i was i was away from home I wasn't home and so like literally I came home from the airport and like started it downloading so that by the time i was it would be like ready to go <laughs> by the time i was I was ready for it nice um it's it's awesome like I think it's perfect i think it's perfect like People have their complaints about the battle pass, but I don't care about that because I played, you know, 3,000 matches of Halo 2 (laughs) before, you know, anyone had ever heard of battle passes. (laughs) Um, I think um, Bungie and then 343, and I've probably talked about this on the show before, were like Halo, anytime they changed anything, people hated it. And so they were really, they were really kind of sandwiched between. You know the smallest changes to the battle rifle or to character movement or whatever, and the and the community's furious. But then they're also furious about the game not changing and the game being the same. And so um, <laughs> they were kind of tuck, stuck in a little bit of a tight spot. And I think three four three with Halo Infinite, they've really pulled off a magic trick and, and threaded the needle by modernizing and speeding up the 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 overall movement and the pace of play. But they still kept like time to kill really high, and so mm. things like positioning and team play and weapon selection like all that stuff still feels like halo so they managed to keep it feeling the same but but still modernizing it at the same time like I said it feels like a magic trick I don't know how they mm. pulled it off but they totally did Um, I'm playing on 120 FPS on my you know LG you know OLED TV like it's incredible like Uh, if i were reviewing the multiplayer i would give it a 10 out of 10 after with like i did play for several hours but only Mm -hmm. over the course of one evening's play right i mean it's
0: like that's like that's that's so like glowing and enthusiastic and it's free it's like what
4: it's crazy i know You're just gonna mention that (laughs) it's so crazy that it's free to play and early
0: um yeah i am hearing lots of really really good things sam how about
4: you well, for, we'll talk about earning goodwill from a community. Yeah. Release something for free and early. Mm-hmm. That never happens. It's that's usually more trick. expensive and late. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it doesn't even have to be good. And apparently, this is really good. I, I, I don't know. I think my time is really past for playing Halo online. Although, that's probably the, the most online shooter uh, you know, series I, I've ever played. I've played so much of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a crew to play yeah. with or anything. But uh, i really like to play a single player at, right now. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I am looking forward yep. to this
0: single player. I'm, I'm hearing good things about that as well.
1: The main criticism is around the battle pass and the character progression, which I don't care about for a couple different reasons. One, what you get is like, like I leveled up my battle pass and I got like a new thing to like bolt onto my forehead. I'm like, who cares about this stuff? Man? <laughs> like, like, I don't, and like, I'm being a little bit mean because I know a huge amount of people care about customizing their Spartan, <laughs> but like, that's not something that's important to me right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about getting new shoulder pads and new junk for my Spartan. Um But the more, like, legitimate complaint is, um, you, the way they structure their battle pass is you can play a really hard-fought match, it goes into overtime, it's this crazy back and forth, and then you can get nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no progression to your battle pass, because you only level up and earn XP when you complete challenges, and the challenges to get really hard and esoteric. Like, the, like, you only have three challenges. And one of my challenges is right now is destroy a Banshee in a multiplayer match. And like half the maps don't have Banshees on them. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And like, or it's like, so I have, I have two challenges that I can't complete. Well, you know, I can't eventually, but yeah. like one is destroy a Banshee. And the other one is get a kill with a mauler, which I have never found that weapon on, on a map. <laughs> like I've never, mm-hmm. I just, I haven't found one yet. And so it's like, that's two of my three challenge slots just stuck and so from a moment to moment gameplay perspective like i I literally don't think there's anything i would change but sort of the meta systems that underpin it all if someone needs that to be motivated to play it's not enough for them to just kind of have a good time like Mm -hmm. yeah you're 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 probably a little bit disappointed with the state of infinite's multiplayer at the moment but Mm -hmm. um goodness gracious it feels good to play
2: well, so just real quick, they actually today announced a couple changes to the Battle Pass system. So it sounds like, because I haven't played yet, um, I've been busy playing some, like, end-of-year mm-hmm. catch-up games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely my weekend plan. But from what I understand, they've, like, increased how many opportunities you get for earning XP, how much XP you get. Um, so it sounds like they've they've addressed it. Um, yeah, the changes
1: like, are still pretty ticky-tacky, but they were. Mm-hmm. What, what they really did is they opened the door to, like, this is the beginning of the dialogue with our player base, so it's like they, mm-hmm. they, they. You get a pittance of XP after every match now. Is basically yeah. the change that they made. Um, yeah. But so then from I- our.
2: Real quick, just for context from our news story, the Halo support, I'm reading from our news story, the Halo support Twitter feed made the announcement saying that players now earn 50 XP towards their battle pass with every match made game played. So that's what you were just talking about. Uh, The deck of challenges is also being, quote, updated to serve players of all skill levels. As promised, XP boosts now last for an hour and weekly challenge progression has been reset with players being given this week's ultimate reward um, next week. And then four challenges that saw bugs have also now been fixed.
1: Yeah, they uh, the XP boosts being time-based, so the the way that it works is you get challenges that you have to complete in that multiplayer map, and then after the match is over, you get the XP for them. So it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with whether the map was 5 minutes or 20 minutes to play. And um, But the XP boosts weren't for a set amount of matches, they were for a set amount of time. And so that just felt bad if you were playing mm-hmm. longer games, like if you were playing Big Team Battle, where the <coughs> maps take way, way longer to complete. And so... The battle pass needs reworking. They, it's good that they're listening to players. It's still, it's still not in a great state. Well, even though they Xbox released the
0: Halo Infinite multiplayer this week, they're still calling it a beta apparently. And we have a question about that from Big Tony Style.
1: Hey, <laughs>
0: who says with the surprise launch of Halo's multiplayer beta access this week? I'm curious, what is the true def- definition of beta access, and why do companies use this instead <laughs> of demo? just seems to be a loose term that gets thrown around for no particular reason. I'm still playing Hearthstone's beta of Battlegrounds pretty much daily for quite a while, even though that's still listed as a beta. Same Tony style. Battlegrounds has been um, one of my favorite new modes in Hearthstone. Um, anyway, am I, am I correct that uh, a, a demo is, is considered a demonstration of the final project product? And uh, a beta means they, it gives them more wiggle room to say like, oh, it's not quite finished yet. We're still tinkering with it.
2: A little bit. A demo is like a slice of a game. Um, we haven't really seen a proper demo in a long time. Or like they used to be more oh, yeah. more popular, more regular, where you get like a slice of a campaign, um, like even a single-player game. So yeah, it's in beta and like early access, like stuff like that is a little bit more interchangeable where it does give them the leeway. And it's, it's a little bit of like marketing and messaging where you get to say like, you know, we haven't quite launched yet. We're getting some feedback from the community, which is exactly what's happening with Halo Infinite right now, um, as they make assessments. And then on, like, proper launch date, that should be more representative of the experience as they see it. So for, for Halo Infinite in particular, they mentioned that, you know, they had their technical preview, and that was really helpful for them to make a different um judgments advancements improvements to the game so now this is kind of taking it like that next step forward and and stress testing it on a wider scale so it Mm -hmm. is the complete multiplayer experience it's just that they're going to be doing a whole lot of balancing and um Mm -hmm. you know that's the way that they communicate to players like don't worry things are going to be changing Mm
1: -hmm. well except and again i I hate to kind of be the naysayer given how much i absolutely love the multiplayer but I, i would push back on that narrative somewhat because the cash store is open like mm. you can buy $90 worth of halo credits and spend it on cosmetics and a bunch of junk in your profile. So, so nothing changes between now and December 8th or whenever they remove that beta label, they're already in season one of the battle pass. It's not like a preseason. Um, they're already charging money. Um, it, it's the game. It's the whole game. <laughs> I think it gives them a little bit of cover. Yeah. Should something go sideways or not be working but i don't think there is any real difference in practice. Mm-hmm.
2: No, it's just that they're giving themselves room to make the improvements and saying that like we're this is a stage at which we're like rapidly making changes. I think that yeah. messaging still stands.
4: Um i think that the uh, the the overall concept of a beta from when it was first starting was uh when i first started to hear that word is that like they, you know, that's specifically when you're collecting data mm-hmm. and improving or working on a game still. Mm-hmm. And um it's interesting like uh, just to compare that to a demo which is like Hey, this is out there and it's done. And like, I'm kind of interested, like, do they look at people's demo play? And like, is there a way to get data from demos? Like the most recent demo that made a splash in any way was that Nintendo released a Metroid Dread demo (laughs) after Metroid Dread was out. Yeah, weird. And like, people were kind of excited about that. It's just crazy, but Nintendo hasn't done that for a long time. And, And back in the day, like Nintendo didn't do demos in general a lot either because like, you know, Xbox 360 had a whole ecosystem for demos because you downloaded them mm-hmm. and you'd play them at a time. And, uh, and and Nintendo was really reluctant to do downloadable games. But yeah, so that was always like my understanding is that they're like they're like, you know, the beta is like some kind of like developer moment where they're like, OK, a small group of people, let's see if our servers yeah. work. And then they take a bunch of data and like put it back but it's used for so many other things now. It's just used for all kinds of stuff. And man, there's no no term like uh, early access. That is just just BS.
1: <laughs> it's just like you know,
4: this is a game. Give us
1: give us some slack. But this game's out. Yeah, it's out, and we're charging money for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think. Yeah, well, sorry, but there are there are different flavors of early access. Where like you're going to be deeply involved in the development process, and like, hey, it's out there. Let us know. Like, we'll change it. Versus. Early access more as a marketing tool. Like, they sort of run the gamut. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my point about betas is, like, there's a differentiation between, like, this is what we have decided the balance of the game is going to be versus, like, we're keeping an open mind to multiplayer experiences being contingent on how people discover Mm -hmm. bugs and glitches and manipulate the systems and, you know, back for blood... It's still obviously they're still making changes and patches to balancing it because they were there was the initial problem of they were uh, spawning too many special infected, Mm. which was absolutely a thing I experienced. And I was like, holy, Mm. holy hell, this is a lot of this is really difficult, but they're still working on balancing there. So it's certainly like the final product. I think there's like just an area where people are communicating. We're willing to make these changes versus people who don't feel the need to make that kind of assessment. Mm
1: -hmm yeah i mean it, there's no firefight there's no forge like all that stuff is to come and right. presumably season two season three of halo infinite like it, mm. you know they're soft signaling or not so softly that like it's going to be an active development you know for years you know mm. forever um which is cool um and and you know there's not a lot of maps so stuff like that like all a lot more to come i think man halo is one of the
4: earliest experiences i ever had with doing like you know closed beta mm-hmm. when they had it as like you know a part of like pre-ordering or getting some kind of other game or what i think it was a pre-order with gears of war or so i don't know there's like some way to play the halo 3 beta and i was obsessed with that, that was like crackdown. two maps crackdown there you go yeah <clears throat> like two maps you got to play it like you know a ton it was like up for like 30 days or something It was really cool um
0: real quick regarding crackdown was great too regarding demos I think demos are actually fairly common on the Nintendo Switch, because in the eShop, there's a whole section of, mm. for games with demos.
1: Games with demos. Mm. True. Good shout. Nintendo's so funny. Should we release a Metroid demo before the game comes out? Nope. <laughs> no. Please wait. wait <clears throat> until it's been out for a couple weeks and then put the demo out. Yeah. It's not ready okay. yet. Got it. Cool. <laughs> uh, the demo is in
0: beta. uh also mm-hmm. what happened uh some news this week saints row the new saints row has been delayed out of february 2022 all the way back to august and this is a game that was just announced fairly recently back at, at gamescom so just a couple months ago i guess but it was uh of course met with mixed reaction from saints row fans not everyone yes. loved the uh look and feel of this new saints row this reboot oh, really? yes are you really can't tell if you're being sarcastic just no i didn't i didn't I, I didn't know there was
1: discourse around it's this a,
0: it's a heavily downvoted trailer this Got one it. um but yeah this is supposed to be out in uh, february now it's been pushed back to august i don't know i don't i'm a big i like saints well i guess i wouldn't say i'm a big saints row fan i'm a big fan of saints row the third specifically <laughs> so I, I welcome a new game that's as fun as that, if that's what this ends up being. But uh, now we have to wait until August. So what does that leave us to play in February? Well, not to worry. In February, we're still getting Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West and Dying Light 2. And then a bunch of other smaller, low, low, lower profile games. But, so all those big games are coming in February.
4: But Midnight Suns and Saints Row have been moved out of that very exciting February now.
0: Well, I think Midnight Suns was, it just had a spring release window, but that it's also been moved back to the later half of 2022. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought it was interesting because in the news announcement um, about the delay, uh, they would actually said, "Like you know, rest this is a quote. Rest assured, there will not be any changes to the story or the characters or anything that we're lovingly we've lovingly imagined over the last few years and yeah. already shared with you." Which, like. A, we haven't actually seen a ton. The game was revealed at Gamescom this year, which was just August. Yeah. <laughs> um It's probably why you haven't seen a ton of it, Justin. But, like, the other element, too, is, like, I think those were these specific things that people didn't like from yeah. the early showing. Yeah, I so I thought that, <laughs> that was, was an interesting, interesting it's, take. Yeah. yeah. That's right. a good point. So, yeah, I saw some people speculating like, oh, clearly they're going to reboot all of that. I'm like, no, according to that quote, it sounds like because they, they mentioned that it's all polish right now, mm-hmm. that it wasn't up to their mm-hmm. standards if they were going to release in February, which fair enough, you know, i never have a problem with developers delaying things so that you don't get a cyberpunk or a GTA trilogy <laughs> uh, kind of a situation um, that they fall into sometimes. But it sounds like that's their main focus is just the polish and not really anything to the identity of this new chapter.
0: I guess Mm. it's it's one tactic for dealing with a backlash, right? I guess it's like one way is to be like, you know, we have a lot of passionate fans. We've heard your feedback, we've listened, and we've taken uh, a lot of that feedback into account and and made some adjustments to the game. But they're just being like, rest assured, everything that you're complaining about is not being changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. They, they had an interesting PR problem of they're delaying the game, yeah. but not for the reason the yeah. fan base wanted. Exactly. And so they have to kind of signal that to people. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I didn't like I, I saw that. I saw, you know, this footage you we're watching now and I, I picked up on that on Gamescom. I just didn't know that people were all mad about it. Yeah, I don't know. In
2: my I mind, think it just, just looks different. It looks different. It just looks different. Yeah, it's not It's not quite like the Saints Row vibe. Um, I saw a lot of people comparing it to Fortnite, uh, you know, seeing – and then I think the association with Fortnite comes into play, and that mm. becomes part of, like, the feedback baggage that people are latching onto. So, you know, it's always difficult for us to tell from trailers or even a preview how it actually is going to play out and, and dialogue and the overall narrative. Um, but yeah, that, that's that been the the overwhelming from what I've seen. I mean, to be fair, maybe maybe they're getting feedback that I'm not seeing because I'm mostly paying right. attention to IGN. Yeah, <laughs> it's
4: true. And I haven't even, like, I don't remember when this, we're watching right now, this this look, segment of gameplay came out because I've barely seen gameplay. I've only seen that cinematic trailer. So this is interesting to see this now.
0: Yeah, I actually haven't seen this footage that we're looking at right now. I only remember yeah. that cinematic trailer from Gamescom. Yeah. Um, anyway... I, hey, I hope the new Saints Row ends up being uh, as fun as Saints Row the third. Uh, although I, it, w- it was interesting um, around the time that this was announced, Justin, there was a piece I think it was on Kotaku. The headline was something like "The new Saints Row proves uh, something like it's it's much harder for games to be silly now." Today, I was just going to
1: say they got to put they got to put some of their sillies in a sack. Yeah, something like that. Not all of them. Like like the series at some point like went slightly too far. Like everybody <laughs> loved it. And then they, then they took it a step too far, and now they yeah. just got to pull it back, pull yeah. it back, pull it, they just, they pull it back 20%. percent yeah. it will be perfect. Okay, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Aye. Listeners, remember you can always reach
0: us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Adam did in Boston. And he says, I want to first say thank you to Tina for the Zookeeper World tips. A few weeks ago, I've been making better progress <laughs> since, Aww. and I'm still loving it. My question is it's about mobile games. I remember when Justin joined IGN as an editor focused on mobile games. I had recently bought my first iPhone and I was enthralled by the possibilities. Mm. Each Christmas, IGN would put out a best mobile games list and I would buy all of them. Oh, that's awesome. All of it felt so exciting and filled with possibility. There are still tons of great games coming out on mobile, along with plenty of junk. But mobile games don't seem to get the same love these days from IGN or most gamers. Why do you think mobile games don't get as much love these days?
2: So from the editorial standpoint for us, it just doesn't, like, it's not the kind of thing that people are really, like, reading articles about um even news stories or like i think occasionally if there's going to be a big like back in the day pokemon go events would be a big thing because it was signaling to the community like this is a big thing to look out for and you can participate in it and here's how and and when and why but you don't get that level really all the time so there's not a ton for us to cover that people want to read about but that's just from you know a games media coverage kind of perspective Mm -hmm. on a from a gamer perspective i think if you like a lot of mobile games especially the that are successful tend to have a hook and maybe aren't the most fully fledged experiences now that's like very reductive because there are a lot of those out there on the platform i think just the exposure that people get to most of them tend to be those hooky like even um zookeeper world has like a primary hook of course Mm -hmm. so you either love that hook or you or you don't and there's just a little bit like you know less to go off of less to talk about in that sense justin
0: what's your take on this
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tina touched on something important, which is, you know, a lot of mobile games that are free to play or very cheap, you know, a dollar or two, like the review, like we still review plenty of really high profile games that are important from, you know, an artistic or cultural perspective or have a big, you know, big brand attached to them, but people don't need, you know, games media in that same way necessarily when it comes to mobile games. So it's just right there on their phone, download, like they can download it and check it out for themselves. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we learned a long time ago that just because there are millions and millions of people playing that game, that doesn't mean that there's an addressable audience of millions of people that we have something to service them with, from you know a journalistic or uh, you know creative uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know that I agree that mobile games don't get love. Um, you know, we do a survey as we've talked about on the show of just habits around gaming and what platforms are you playing on and how much are you playing games and IGN does this every other year and you can chart like the rise of gaming and how many people play games on their phone over the 13 years that IGN's been doing this survey and um it keeps getting more and more and more prevalent and accepted and um I think a lot of people view mobile games as their second or third screen or their third home for video games at this point in a way that like it was extremely shunned, um, you know. When I was the mobile games editor, for example, like it never bothered me because I knew the games were dope. But like, there are a lot of people that um, were really, really resistant to gaming on mobile. That like, I, I don't know, like I don't like kids. All play Fortnite on their phone, right? Like, I just I don't I don't sense that anymore, except mm. from sort of curmudgeonly olds. <laughs> yeah. Um,
4: it is. I, I've always like. I recently I've sensed like just in, you know, communities that there's also a a, a backlash against mobile, uh, specifically when it's like this, this series is going to mobile and it's always that's on, only going to be on mobile that happened with Diablo. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Wipeout, I think, was a series that like had like a mobile game. And it's like you know, people get really mad about that, they're like, they don't want their mainline you know, games to end up on, on mobile. So that's like the most negative I see. And then the rest is like, I feel like a lot of people just have like the game that's on their phone at any any given time. You know, and, and so like it, it's become a, a just a, a different a different classification of gaming. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. The business model, the, the games are great and the games have always been great. And then, you know, anyone that didn't think so was missing out. That was that was their own sort of bias getting the better of them. Mm-hmm. Um But the the business model, you know, with the rise of free to play games and gotcha games and a lot of really gross predatory stuff on mobile yeah. Ga- mm-hmm. you know gambling and kids games and mm-hmm. it's trash like it's trash there's there's no defending it um it's being legislated against you know mm-hmm. all around the world like that's how kind of uh nasty this stuff can be and so um it, two things one like that's the root cause of when people are picturing mobile games in their head they're picturing free-to-play garbage and predatory garbage like that
4: or or bad controls that's like still Mm -hmm. a thing too where it's like just that like you know if a a series is famous like castlevania or having like really good d-pad controls like you should be you should be able to play it on a controller Mm And you know that's more and more obviously possible now to hook up a control, a Bluetooth controller, or whatever, to your, your phone. Mm.
1: Yeah. I, I never liked the criticism of like, oh, well, phones weren't made for games. And it was like, well, neither a keyboard and mouse. Nobody can play <laughs> I stuff. Know, I like, know.
4: It, 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 some it, of the it, greatest it, games ever are touchscreen-based.
1: Just You have to make the games for them. Exactly. You have to make the games natively for the platform that they're on. Um, but Zookeeper World, the game that I, everyone on this show is hooked on, yeah. is an Apple Arcade game. And mm-hmm. like Apple Arcade is the greatest thing. It's the greatest invention. Um, $5 a month and there's new games every week and they have absolutely no ads and they have absolutely no in-app purchases. And so Mm -hmm. it's been such a, it's so rekindled my personal love of Mm -hmm. mobile games and they're not all hits. They're not all good, but they're included with your subscription. And, and actually the hit to miss ratio is, 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 is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Sam, there's some kind of new Galaga game on there that just came out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. From Namco? Well, I assume (laughs) that's neat. It it might correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's been a while now since there's been a big mobile game that was like a big phenomenon, you know, like, so like something that's like angry birds or flappy bird or Pokemon Mm. go, or even like, I think it is Fortnite, even like candy crush game of war and then clash of clans. I feel like it's been a while since there's been a game. That's like that, that I've heard of.
2: yeah, I think yeah. the exceptions now are like to the Fortnite point. The exceptions now are like the games that are also available on mobile that people gravitate towards, like Genshin Impact and, and Fortnite being like Ooh, pretty prominent good. examples.
1: Yeah, yeah. G- Genshin is the one I was going to name drop. Like, I, I think developers have kind of wised up, and and there's not very many that are exclusive to that platform anymore. Mm. Mm.
4: So. Yeah, when I, my you know way to tell this is like when you're watching like a TV show and they have like the kid playing on their phone the whole time. It's like what is that kid playing if they mention it? Like right now, it's usually Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is always six months behind.
0: Um, Zookeeper World uh, Puzzle Game of the Year. Justin, new levels. I know there are new levels. Justin, are you watching the Great British Baking Show? Yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, yep. Jurgen, he's destroying everybody. I know. It's, it's the, the German Jurgen. <laughs> well, but Gi- Giuseppe, the Italian Giuseppe is also very good. Uh, the two of
1: them are shoe-ins for the final and then i love chigs and christelle both so much that i'm dreading this week when one of them has to go home
0: yeah yeah both of those are great it's It's been a really good season
1: i I think it's going to go down as the best season
0: wow that's good tina sam sam's probably not
4: watching the show but tina (laughs) no too many cards you say too many cards there are no cards yeah what (laughs) (laughs) just presume it because you guys like it so much (laughs) (laughs)
2: there's like a there's a baking show on netflix that i put on as a background thing it's like i think it's called impossible baking and they call it baconeering they pair an engineer with a um (laughs) with a baker and then they have to create these structures that are mechanically involved but also still edible it's a whole thing so i've been watching that relevantly
0: (laughs) okay well the great the I mean, there's many episodes, many seasons of The Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Yeah. I'm greatly enjoying this, this latest one.
2: I
4: like Noel Fielding yeah. from uh, Mighty Boosh a lot. I like him like a lot, too. That. And I'm like, so I'm like, it's like he seems
0: like such a that. weird fit for a host for this show. But I'm so, I'm so glad that he's there.
1: there I, go, it's be- he gets better as he goes. I, I, Matt Lucas, though. No, thank you. He's the other current one, the bald yeah. one.
0: I like him, too. Yeah. I think he's funny. I think he's yeah. funny, too. I don't know. <laughs> I've, liked, he's I've, better th- I've liked all the hosts, I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I'm just glad. I imagine Noel weirds out a lot of people who just watch that show and aren't familiar with his work. And I love it.
1: His favorite thing, Sam, you would love it, is he open, <laughs> openly and actively knows absolutely nothing about baking at all. <laughs> and like he references it all the time in the show. He's like, I don't know what you're doing or what's going on or what any of the stuff I just said means. But yeah. good luck. Go bake it. <laughs>
0: it's great it's really so
1: positive yeah yeah
0: it's cute (laughs) and that brings us to video game 20 questions our suggestion this week comes from dennis of denmark den den let he call himself dennis of denmark he did he's i'm dennis of denmark hail and well met (laughs) yes let the questioning begin
4: Mm -hmm. i'm trying Um, to think of a
2: cute intro
4: i know i know well how's this it's still it's still uh thanksgiving season so is this a turkey
2: no see hold on hold on damon i was gonna say um like is there cooking involved in this game still super limiting um Mm, but mm. relevant
4: to two topics we just talked about thanksgiving and bacon Mm. that's true
2: should we go with that one? Because I don't know what yours was.
4: Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> hold on, hold on.
0: Let's find
4: mm. out. Well, it's I want. Not, it's,
2: or it's I not guess we could That's have gone with like. Years. I guess we could have gone with like, is there eating, like in as part of gameplay?
0: This instead game, of cooking one, in this game, I don't think so. I'm gonna say no
2: in this game. No cooking. Okay.
1: It wasn't so like David, a. It wasn't a quick no, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it could still the be game like an very RPG. Well. Yeah, well, it's, prob-
1: it's probably it's probably like Chrono Trigger or something where it's like, mm, cooking things in that game. <laughs> yeah, sitting, yeah, or, or just eating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does um, mom cook you breakfast when she wakes you up? In the game?
4: That's a Chrono Trigger joke that I clearly am in the wrong room for.
2: No, I was just waiting to see if you were asking that seriously or not.
1: Yeah. Um, do you, is this a role-playing game? Yes.
2: Yeah, there we go. I knew it. There it is. <laughs>
1: If it's um, Chrono Trigger, that'd be just super weird.
2: Was <laughs> it made in Japan? Yes.
1: Uh, does this game have like sprites? Are the characters sprites in this game? Mm-hmm. No. Polygons or the weird like balls, like Vector Man. Remember <laughs> Remember when games had those weird 3D balls for a hot second? There was that fighting game. It's called Orbs or whatever it was, mm-hmm. balls. Mm-hmm. Um. Is do we is, is this made in Japan?
2: I already asked that. He said yes.
1: Okay. Let's see. Did this, did this game originally release during the uh, PS1 or N64 generation?
4: No, that's five. Um. Does it have a lot of sequels?
3: Yes.
2: Is it nice. turn-based?
3: No.
1: Um, is it? Well, okay. I mean, so, it's probably Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's lots of long-running. It, did Square Enix make this game? Or Square or Enix before they <laughs> merged together? Did Square or Enix. Or Square Square Enix. and
4: or Enix. Square yeah. and or Enix make this game.
0: Did Square and or Enix make this game? Yes, or or Square Enix.
1: <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I mean, is it a Final Fantasy game? No. Shit. Shoot. Mm. <laughs> is it a Dragon Quest game? No. That's terrible. No! <laughs> uh, so what? So what? Okay. Okay. So, Chrono Cross, but that doesn't have a million sequels. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, Star mm-hmm. Star Ocean.
2: Is there a Disney mm-hmm. association with this franchise?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Which Kingdom Hearts is it? Polygon, yeah. so it's not the yes. I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't know these games. Uh, yeah. Well, I
4: mean. <laughs>
2: I mean, I guess Uh, we can narrow down by year or platform and then guess which one it would have been.
4: I I think we can get it through that. Well, first of all, uh, I was curious. Is this one of the numbered mainline Kingdom Hearts games? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Okay. Okay. Is it the first of its name? Yes.
2: Oh, there we go. (laughs) Go for it, Sam.
4: Is this the Kingdom of Hearts? It is. It is Kingdom Hearts. the first one.
2: 2002.
0: Which uh, I think has only ever been released on PlayStation 2. Wow, this does not look how I
4: remember it. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I wonder if this game's been remade twice. Probably with a different name, you know, Dreams <laughs> Under yes. Sleep 358 divided <laughs> by two days.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: yep. Sounds it. Yeah.
1: Have we ever gotten a serious answer, like a non jokey answer for why they're named that way? <clears throat> I'm sure, if I, you
2: play the game
4: from start to finish, you'll totally yeah, I'm understand. Right, yeah,
1: Kingdom I'm Hearts sure fans, yeah, yeah, Kingdom
4: Hearts fans could probably explain it to us.
1: I mean, I feel like even the fans goof on it, but I want to know. I want to know like the actual reason. I got. I mean, you I wanna... can't even
4: explain why Donald Duck doesn't wear pants, so I'm not the one to ask. Yeah, <sighs>
1: please, sir. We're I in a world where
0: clothes are. <laughs> Uh, I've never played um, these games, but I, I think there's cooking. There's a cooking minigame, minigame in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm. Not the first
2: one. Yeah, we were, we were on to <laughs> something there. <laughs> mm, mm, mm.
0: Forgot about the cooking question. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion, Dennis of Denmark. That's a good one. Viewers and mm-hmm. listeners, if you have your own suggestions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at That's not all the 20 questions for us this week because tomorrow we're recording a whole. Hundred questions episode for you to go up over Thanksgiving weekend because next week is uh, Thanksgiving holiday for us here in the US. So we'll be taking some time off uh, for some rest and relaxation, but we will still have an episode for you next week. So please be excited for that. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Tim Ryan, working behind the scenes, making this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.